Hello, I'm Anna Bogutskaya. And I'm Clarice Lockery. And this is the Next Supremes, an American Horror Story Rewatch podcast. So, as per the previous two seasons of HS, we are hosting the first and the last awards, digital awards, podcast awards. The Coven Awards. The Coven Awards. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've always wanted to attend an award ceremony in a TikTok sweatshirt, so it's finally happened. Yeah, I'm in a dressing gown. (laughs) (laughs) The glamour, I think, is very on brand. (laughs) So uh, this is really, if someone's just really started listening with the Coven season, this is really a chance for us to go back on the season that we've just rewatched and pick out some of our favorite slash least favorite moments of the season. Yes, and middle favorite. <laughs> Things we just feel totally, completely neutral about. <laughs> <laughs> no emotional, no emotions whatsoever. I'd actually be, do you know what? Let's add that category. We hadn't added that, but let's add that. <laughs> Thing we feel the most emotionally neutral about. The most neutral award. Just emotion. It's quite hard in American Horror Story to have no emotions. I know, right? <laughs> no I... emotional reaction to anything. <laughs> One of my favorite things that's ever happened on Twitter is that somebody called us like purveyors of eloquence and chaos, and it's one of my it's one of the favorite things I've ever seen. <laughs> I've been referred to, and I think it's like the tagline for our award ceremonies. If this was if this was a real thing. <laughs> Maybe one day it will be a real thing. We could do it on stage. We could have. We're, um... <laughs> We're that gif of Elmo in front of the flames. <laughs> but he's got like a little typewriter and he's typing out some Sylvia Plath on it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like really good red, Fenty red lipstick on and is dressed in all black. Yes. <laughs> with, like, with like a bowler hat on. A bowler hat. <laughs> a bowler hat. What did you think about Coven in general, rewatching it for the purposes of this? Just <laughs> not as like clean, good fun as I remember. <laughs> because you think that Coven is the the bitchy season and it's just cute and everyone's having a good time. And then you rewatch it and you go, oh, there's some problems here. <laughs> some really, really big narrative problems in this uh that's kind of spoiled it a little bit and i think there is i think it it, coven is (laughs) like there is something in rewatching it because you're so distracted the first time you watch it by all the you know all the superficial stevie nicks all the (laughs) one-liners which powers fashion Uh uh-huh I think, like, I remember watching for the first time and just not really thinking deeply about it at all because you just think it's all fun nonsense. 
But especially in the context of us going episode by episode and discussing it and <laughs> deconstructing it, you go, oh, okay. There's some really good stuff in here. But also, you know, like the whole handling of Marie Laveau's storyline, mm-hmm. um, Queen, just the storylines of the black characters in general, messy. <laughs> Problematic. Messy mess. Yeah. Problematic. <laughs> So yeah, it's I think I think I like it less having <laughs> rewatched it in this context. Yeah, I I have to agree and it kind of has it's really annoyed me, which is not how I remember feeling about it. And I know that I think that the kind of the general consensus is that people really loved murder house they really loved asylum because it's weird and fucked up and scary and quite body horror-esque and then they sort of drifted off with coven because it's not scary enough it's not horror enough and i always remember before rewatching it with you i always remember pushing back it's like but it's the funnest it's so bitchy it's so mean it's all about power and women that's very much my jam and also who doesn't like witches who doesn't like jessica lang who doesn't like angela bassett turns out coven doesn't like these characters either yeah. <laughs> um yeah i think narratively it's a big mess and i think it really does a disservice to the characters that it supposedly puts you know in the center of the storyline for the purposes of exploring power dynamics between women there's a lot it's like it's a lot of mispotential for me and i found it very very icky especially in 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 the way that it tied up storylines like i felt like you put it really well where it was just you know towards the end of the season it was just like oh fuck these people are still alive let's kill them and there was just not (laughs) it didn't feel as thoughtful or fully fully formed in a way so that that was kind of disappointing because i've 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 seen this season maybe three times this would be my fourth rewatch and it it's not the one that holds up. There's a lot of elements that I love about it, but they're just that. They're elements. And it's that thing of, I think I love the potential of Coven, but I don't actually like the season itself. Yeah, it's aesthetically the one you sort of most want to cosplay. <laughs> yeah, and just when I say potential, I mean like thematic potential. Like the thematic potential yeah. of exploring what, like power dynamics look like between women between women of different different ages and by ages i mean like literally different centuries uh, women of different class women of different different races women of different uh like physicalities the women of different levels of like witch powers all of the mother all of the mummy issues in this season like all of that is so dense and rich and it kind of doesn't like it teases it but it doesn't go anywhere with it which i think is my biggest disappointment with it yeah it's like some of the stuff is there's really great stuff in there but it's not as complete Mm. as it should have been which I know it's Ryan Murphy, we should, you know. <laughs> Don't know. ask what you'll never receive. <laughs> I know, but like, you know, women and power and shit is his jam. I don't understand why this didn't quite gel. Yeah. 
any any thoughts before we go into the awards? No, let's do it. Let's let's do it. Out some awards. Yes. What would be the award statue for the Coven Awards? Um. Oh, a melon baller. I was going to say melon baller. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a little eyeball. Yes. In the in the bowl. Oh, part. but maybe the melon baller is like white gold, and the eyeball is like a ruby. I love it. <laughs> Our budget. <laughs> I'm already concerned about the budget, but I love it. <laughs> we can we can 3D print that shit. I'm pretty sure. I've never yeah. used a 3D printer. <laughs> you can 3D print a ruby. No problem. Sure. <laughs> I've got some Fenty red lipstick we could did use. They, oh, they did that in Oceans. In Oceans. Yes, they did. Um, eight. Did yes, they, they did. 3D print a diamond necklace. Yes, they did. <laughs> And it was like, this is fine. This is a thing that exists and people do. Well, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So let's give out our first golden melon baller to the most bitchy one-liner. Um, um, I'm kind of torn between two. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Um, I like Madison saying to Myrtle, you're a dried up old hot pocket, but I don't judge. <laughs> What's hot the pocket. other one? <laughs> uh, when Queenie says Madison Montgomery is a stone cold bitch who loves hard drinking, big dicks, and trouble. If she's dead, it's probably because she got wasted and offered the Grim Reaper a hand job or something. Oh, I think that's that's. I think that's a winner. I do like hot pocket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somebody a hot pocket. I I may have said that once, but I will not say in what context. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you calling people hot pockets? <laughs> I will not elaborate further. Okay, I know there's like there's con- there's insinuations about being a hot pocket. I get it. <laughs> What's your choice? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the hot pocket one. Um, actually, my one just because I think this is it's bitchy cruel is uh when I actually misremember who said this one. Whether it was Madison and Fiona at the very beginning of the season, they say the world is not going to miss a bunch of assholes in Ed Hardy t-shirts after all the oh. frat boys are killed. And I was like, that is stone cold bitchy there. Yeah, because were they even all wearing Ed Hardy t-shirts? That's quite the accusation. <laughs> so, I I think I think the Queenie line deserves the the golden melon baller. Yeah, should we give it to Queenie? Yes. Congratulations, <laughs> Queenie, wherever you are. What about the golden who? deserves the golden baller award for the most insensitive depiction of a historical character so many (laughs) (laughs) i i would give it to marie laveau yes for this i because i know it's probably your choice as well because you love her so much yeah i think for the simple fact of um sending her to hell at the end and making her um, torture Lalaurie mm-hmm. for eternity it just seems like a shitty ending for a really interesting 
powerful and like positive influence on her community in real life i feel like she should have had a victorious narrative where she i don't know just lived forever yeah and also frankly on the most um basic industrial level just marry laveau spinoff man like why don't we get that that's what i want to see wow yeah with angela bassett come on but um we laveau horror stories <laughs> i mean would you not <laughs> I would absolutely watch. <laughs> <laughs> I would um if I can be a little nerd, I would actually like to recommend a book about Marie Laveau, which is really interesting and very well researched. Uh called Voodoo Queen, The Spirited Lives of Marie Laveau by Martha Ward. It's um it kind of goes in deep into who she was as a person, but also the the lack of um or the difficulty of maintaining records and the lack of records around her life and how that's really fed into building the mystery of Mary Laveau as well. Oh, love a bit of uh, historiography. Mm-hmm. Good times. So <laughs> moving on to the Golden Golden Melon Baller Award to the best, go- the best good boy Kyle moment. Like, never. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling with this category. Because... He's kind of annoying the whole time. I think I would I would give it to him pre-death mm-hmm. when he's in the tattoo parlor and he's talking about wanting to be an engineer mm-hmm. to fix the, the levees in Atlanta. I'll give it to him for that. <laughs> I think as as zombie Kyle, I am, he doesn't he doesn't do anything useful. At all. He has a lot of sex with some very troubled young witches. Who's that helping? (laughs) Not me. (laughs) 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 It's not helping anybody except for those two women. It's helping Madison and Zoe. Is it though? I mean, that's stuff you're going to have to bring up in therapy later on. Yeah, fair. Very fair. Me and my like undead thruple. Um, I'm I'm actually gonna say pick a zombie Kyle moment because it's just so pure, and it's when he's learning how to speak again, and he has that little like device where he presses a button and it says a word, and he says the word, and he just goes dog. Oh, and it's so patronizing because <laughs> it's like some kitty thing. It's like he's an adult. That's adult versions of that <laughs> he's gone through a lot he's been stitched back together he has to relearn language dog yeah i'm like i'm just i think we had this discussion you know there's like versions of that there's literacy programs hmm. for adult you don't have to do the dora the explorer <laughs> version of it <laughs> you know yeah it just goes to show how much effort zoe put into anyone Exactly. She Googled, like, learn English. <laughs> and she clicked on the first link and she gave him that. She put learn English in the app store and just went, there you go. Okay. Enjoy. Yeah, so the golden melon baller goes to his moment in the tattoo shop where he wants to be an engineer. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm sorry I'm so down on Kyle, but he <laughs> annoys me in this. Oh. 
Okay. Well, no, it's it's not so much him. It's like every just leave him alone. Just, <laughs> should have just left him dead. I mean, I don't disagree. To be <laughs> honest, that was also a selfish move. Yeah, you're giving him a bad time. <laughs> He's not helping anyone. He's just like being there. He's just around all the time, like moping. <laughs> so. Moving on to the Golden Melon Baller Award for the least good fight, least good Fiona good moment. Well, <laughs> uh, it's hard because she, she <laughs> she's the worst. <laughs> she messed up so many times. Honestly, I can't pick. <laughs> What's so your many. choice? I am going to say, controversially, oh. how she fuckboys the X-Men. Oh, I knew you'd, I knew you'd, you'd come and defend the X-Men eventually. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not defending him, but I think that it's, it was a really low blow. And I think that someone like Fiona knew how the coven would react to it. So she was essentially while she was lying to his face and explaining that it was all a ruse, that they were still going to run away together to Paris or whatever, that she knew the coven would essentially murder him in in revenge, not, you know, for her because they loved her, but because of politics, because they had to, because she was the Supreme. So I think she was tricking him to his face and sending him to his death. Again, to his second death. I'm not excusing the, the Axemen, but in, <laughs> in that dynamic... That's he, a that's a dirty move. He deserves rights. <laughs> do you do you have any any other contenders? Um, like killing Madison was pretty bad. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, mistreating her daughter for her entire life is also pretty bad. Yeah, the same. I'm trying to pick because she did. She was just awful the whole mm. way through, and just straight up pretending to die, and then be like. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not dead because the yeah I guess I would pick her plan to pretend to die wait for them to do the seven wonders and potentially kill a bunch of witches along the way and then go kill the supreme okay so I think we can like meld those two together so yeah, like that whole plan, because I guess because there's so much effort in it, mm-hmm. and like, so much deception. You, like you made a spreadsheet to do this. <laughs> <laughs> like well, that's an ultimate asshole move. Make a spreadsheet of your evil deeds. True. So, the Golden Melon Baller Award for Fiona Good's least good moment goes to <laughs> her uh, post death plot yeah her like yeah fake fake death fake death pod uh, i'm just really enjoying saying golden melon baller <laughs> and now the golden melon baller award for the best axman jazzy line i love you more than jazz yes! baby doll <laughs> <laughs> unanimously agreed i believe yeah. Yes. I mean, what a great, what a line. <laughs> I, love you. I love you more than jazz. Don't forget the baby doll. 
the baby, baby doll. Me. Baby doll. Tiny <laughs> little doll. I cannot believe that from this rewatch of Coven, the Axeman is the funnest character. He is, though. <laughs> he is! <laughs> um, okay, so moving on to the Golden Melon Baller Award for the most Myrtle moment of Coven. What I think the melon ball scene <laughs> <laughs> where um she makes the whole dinner for the other mm-hmm. witches on the council and she has this whole thing about like I do love a key lime pie more than <laughs> eel for Todd. Call me a Philistine <laughs> And then she takes the melon baller and takes her eyes out with it. <laughs> I love it. I I completely, yes, that's my nomination as well. Because also, as we discussed on that episode, I love the idea that she took out both their eyes, but on one side to give them to Cordelia so she can regain her sight, and then the other side so she can just be petty and put it with the, with the melon balls. Yeah. <laughs> Just put her in her eyeball jar. (laughs) Oh, Myrtle. Getting slightly more serious. The Golden Melon Baller Award for the Best Witch Power. Bringing people back from the dead. Pretty powerful. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm very enthusiastic. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say, like, mind control. I'm trying because I'm thinking of WandaVision now. Because <laughs> we've been watching WandaVision and yeah. it's so funny <laughs> watching that show having to see Coven. Oh and, my god, um, yes. Mild spoilers, but she does some of the seven wonders in that. <laughs> I can't be like, oh my god, she's the supreme. Oh, she really <laughs> is! It's Wanda, Wanda Maximoff. Wanda is the supreme. Eh? We cannot discuss WandaVision on this podcast. We will like we will get crucified by people who haven't seen it. Watch it with no spoilers. And that's not a spoiler to say that the Scarlet Witch does witch things. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm, ta- I'm thinking yeah. about something else. No, I know. I'm just thinking of it, but we will not discuss it. We will not discuss. But yeah. I Yeah, bringing people back from the dead. Bringing yourself back from the dead, I think, is the ultimate which yeah. power like misty does but i also think going to hell is quite cool <laughs> why, why, why would you want to do that i have a chat <laughs> have a chat with papa like but yeah that's what they always did and that's what they did in all the the greek classical epics mm. go down to the underworld have a chat what's <laughs> up achilles oh you're, you're sad it's really depressing down here all right i'll go to go back <laughs> It sounds really shit here. <laughs> and you're a hero and it's just miserable here. This is literally the ba- this is the VIP lounge of the underworld and you're still miserable. I This doesn't sound like a good deal. I'm going to go back. <laughs> I've said it m- many times but I'm just going to reiterate it here. Can I like can I subscribe now to your like retelling of the Greek myths podcast because I would listen to that shit. <laughs> you're just doing a terrible job <laughs> retelling the Greek myths. <laughs> just all playing all the characters with slightly different voices yes yes what up i'm hades <laughs> <laughs> no! 
Uh, <laughs> That's like James. I uh, have a life fully <laughs> six months of the year. She does not want to see me. <laughs> Love a marriage. <laughs> you know what I found out the other day? Did I tell you this? No. That my cat, Vlad, is, deci- is now eating my yoga mat. <laughs> <laughs> Vlad has said he will not be fit <laughs> but also he will not have core strength I swear to god I would be the most powerful creature in this apartment <laughs> it's that it's literally that he has no idea how much fucking money I spent on buying him like expensive good organic cat food and that little that little furry bastard is eating my yoga mat he needs to maintain the power <laughs> um okay so shall we agree on giving the golden melon baller award to the best bit witch power to go into hell i don't know i'm torn between the vitalum vitalis and descendum (laughs) i i would vote for vitalum vitalis yeah i think so because you could do more with that yeah it seems more practical so (laughs) moving on to the Golden Melon Baller Award for the most Stevie Nicks moment. Probably just breaking into the house. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Be like, hi, I'm going to sing Seven Wonders and I'm just going to leave again. Do you think that was a spell? Do you think she just like cast a spell so everyone else was like also filming the music video while she was there, just breaking and entering? Oh, that's what she just does at every gig. <laughs> 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 this is the thing. You've been to a Fleetwood Mac concert, you just don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Stevie Nicks way. She's actually been... You think that Fleetwood Mac hasn't really been touring very much. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) They're touring all the time. She just wipes your mind afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lordy. Okay, so the Golden Melon Baller Award for the most Stevie Nicks moment goes to Stevie Nicks breaking and entering into the Covenant House. Yep. Doing a crime. Yeah. Never paying the time. Nope. Who do you think should get the Golden Melon Baller Award for the fit of the season? This is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Because it's... The thing with Coven, I think, re-watching it, it does seem like such a fashion season. Mm-hmm. But the, it's less about having these standout, knockout, you know, moments. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of just, like... I'm wearing black. <laughs> no, I've got a belt. <laughs> there we go. This is my. I just. I don't know. It's, I. I struggled to really remember like single outfits. I think the one that stands out the most is the the Balenciaga moment that yeah. model has at the very end, just because it's like you know it's like Couture Joan of Arc. couture joan of arc i love it you know it's just like such a it is such a look and there's such a a symbolism to it and and it's so dramatic i love that answer but i've also got another another outfit that was the first one that came to mind oh okay and it's it's misty days stevie nicks cemetery cosplay 
where she has the golden uh, waistcoat, where she has Stevie's mm. black shawl. She has like a purple velvet skirt. She's got the like the the patterned fishnet leggings. She's got the top hat, the feather in her hair, the big ass necklaces. Like it's a whole thing. And it's kind of her being at her most. And uh, to be honest, I would wear it. Yeah, I think that's more like exemplary of the season as well. Because mm. it is just Stevie Nicks cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like yeah. Stevie Nicks cosplay? No, I d- I'm down with that being it. The the chosen one. Cool. The Golden Melon Baller Award for the fit of the season goes to Missy Day's Stevie Nicks cosplay in the cemetery. I hope it was comfortable. <laughs> it looks comfortable. Be in a coffin for a while. <laughs> <laughs> also, try saying that whole sentence like it. I'm quite proud. <laughs> Who do you think gets the Golden Melon Baller Award for the worst parent? Like Fiona Good was really, really bad mm-hmm. and neglectful and terrible and manipulative, but she never gave uh, oh Cordelia forced soap enema. So I'm gonna have to go with Patty Lapone. I was gonna say Patty Lapone as well, and also because I would add that. Same as Mayor Winningham's character, who is sexually abusive to her son. Both her and Patty Lapone's characters are human. They're not kind of in this witchy power struggle. Yeah. I don't know why that makes them worse, it, but it kind of does. I don't know. Well, because it is, it's sort of, I mean, the, the anima's a bit, you know, out there, but the rest of it is very rooted in, like, religious religiously motivated emotional abuse and controlling behavior yeah which does affect a lot of people in real life um you know because people love to use religion as an excuse to act shitty towards others including their own children so i think i think that's the thing it's like it it is talking about something real Mm -hmm. well no one's really got a relationship like fiona and cordelia (laughs) (laughs) that's not you know relatable to anyone yeah no that's an extreme version of of a damaged mother-daughter relationship yeah so adding on an 11th impromptu category who would you give the golden melon baller award to the most neutral moment of coven (laughs) (laughs) okay what did i have the least emotional reaction to you know what I want to say because it feels like it should have been a bigger moment than it was but the whole zombie (laughs) attack kind of had no the the, with Lalaurie's daughters turning up at the doorway Uh it felt like it should have been this huge like oh my god god like they're back from the dead and they're confronting their mother but they turned up the door like hey (laughs) so we're zombies (laughs) what's up (laughs) like it was really casual Mm -hmm. like they're just gonna be like trick or treat (laughs) we've been dead for several hundred years i mean yeah (laughs) they didn't really get much character development or any development at all did they no, and the zombies were like there for one episode and they just left. <laughs> no one talked. Like, no one in New Orleans was discussing the massive zombie attack. No, nah, it's just it's just quite used, it's quite, quite used to it, aren't they? 
in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, those zombie attacks <laughs> really oh, pisses me off. It's just Thursday, isn't it? <laughs> I'm late to three dentist appointments. This is what people mean when they say chaos and eloquence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, no, it's great. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm really proud. Um, I was going to say Zoe's death by being impaled on the fence. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's a really good one. Fine, whatever. And then she came back and it was also oh, fine, whatever. Because she just really did it to herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plain tag. Come on. Playing tag. <sighs> well, you thought you were too good for Epcot. Now you're playing tag. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Who'd pick you up? <laughs> too good for Epcot. I love it. Right. So that's all the Golden Melon Baller awards that we have to give out. Oh my god. If someone does a, a, like a design. Of a Golden Melon Baller Award. I will be <laughs> so happy. <laughs> yes. Um, are there any other closing comments you want to make about American Horror Story Coven before we wrap up the season? Um, I'm sorry for that X-Men stuff, everyone. <laughs> I know I should go to jail for it. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve jail. And I apologize. <laughs> but it's not going to get any better because this is an American Horror Story. So strap in. I think it's only going to get worse, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to get so much worse. It's going to get so much worse. I think actually the Axeman is like a gateway drug. <laughs> gateway drug into just like really weird <laughs> fictional crushes. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, when we get to season eight, it's going to be bad, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to... Yeah. Having to... No. Oh, no. Oh, God. It's gonna... Oh, we are definitely going to hell. Like, <laughs> I can pretty much, like, hear Papa Legba laughing behind me. <laughs> and guess what? What? Because you're listening to this podcast, you'll go to hell too. Sorry. We're all in it together. Um, I picked out a real nice spot. <laughs> it's like marshmallow toasty, but not like super burning burning. Uh-huh. So uh-huh, uh-huh. you'll get like, you know. That sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you'll get a nice tan. You'll get crispy. Crispy. <laughs> like that guy in Beetlejuice. Yeah. In the waiting room. Yes, or like Myrtle. Or like Myrtle. <laughs> oh my god. You're going to have to cut all of that, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I'm definitely leaving it in because <laughs> listeners need to know what they're signing up for. <laughs> they haven't figured it out by now. <laughs> I don't know how to help you. <laughs> this is like a deranged version of Off Menu where instead of a dream restaurant, it's like a hell restaurant and we just discussed the worst possible yeah. outcomes of every storyline and every character <laughs> and we crush on the worst possible fictional characters yeah but freak show is next i'm excited 
Have you rewatched Freak Show recently? Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember when 30 seconds ago we were saying it was going to get a lot worse? It's begun. <laughs> um, look, the next two seasons are my favorite seasons because Excellent. it's just so silly. Oh, yeah. Hotel <laughs> so is my favorite silly. season. Yeah, Hotel's awesome. We're going to have so much fun oh, doing God. Hotel. Hotel everyone. is going to be great. Hotel is going to be amazing. But yes, uh, look forward to starting on Freak Show next week. Uh, with uh, a whole... Brush up on your David Bowie, everyone. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> Take your like mint colored suits out of the closet. Because I have one, of course. <laughs> I actually have one. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. Did I buy it? Pe- try to look like Jessica Lang in Freak Show? Maybe. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. The answer is yes. Yes. I just need a ruffled shirt. That's what I need to complete. I probably the have a ruffled shirt. <laughs> I think I could probably help on that side of it. So thank you for listening to the first and the last Golden Melon Bullet Coven Awards. Brought to you by Balenciaga. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back next Wednesday with the first episode of Freak Show. In the meantime, send us your thoughts on Twitter. I'm at Clarice Liu. I'm at Anna B. Demented. And we also have a Twitter feed for the podcast at Next Supremes Pod. Send us your memes. Send us a golden melon baller. I desire memes. Send <laughs> them to me. <laughs> we should make some Axemen memes. There's not enough out there in the market. Oh my god, I can't believe Valentine's Day passed by and I didn't make a Valentine's Day card from the Axemen. <laughs> <laughs> I love I you more than Jazz Baby Doll. Oh my god. What a missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. God damn really it. sad that day. Well, it is a sad day. 